So here I am with the director of Belgravia High School in Katsar, Mr. Ambrose Miseroy. And uh, I'm really delighted to be able to spend some time with you this morning. You're an extremely busy man. So tell us, Ambrose, how does one become the headmaster of a British curriculum school in Doha, Qatar? Well, to be honest with you, John, it's, it, it depends on your background, I suppose. I mean, I've actually been here for over 30 years now. I spent a, an additional 12 years in the UK, so this is looking like about 40 years in or over 40 years in education. And uh, 22 of my years in education were at Doha College, where I taught a whole variety of people and saw the college growing from... 300, which is our sort of target population in Belgravia, through to um, probably six or seven or 800, and now it's gone on to over 2,000. Um, really, I think it's, you know, it's, it's about building up experience, and certainly it's, it's about building up credibility. Um, it, the Gulf is not uh, um, as easy a place to be a headmaster as people think. It's not a question of transferring any skills you might have had from the UK. It is very much more about who you meet uh, and the way you deal with people here rather than the structure or the system that exists uh, in, in the UK. So I served my time as head of business studies. I spent a long time in the UK as a head of department originally. And I also did all the business links at Doha College as well as work experience for many years. So I was lucky that I was offered the opportunity to become in uh, a partnership with some of the locals here who are interested in high quality education. And they were prepare, prepared to fund uh, Belgravia, which is a complete departure from your traditional school, much more like a, a British curriculum sixth form college than, than a traditional school and certainly totally different to the schools you now find in Qatar which tend to be the bigger uh, is assumed as being better well of course in reality size is an issue in uh, education and small good quality teaching and pleasant surroundings are the way to engage the students and get the most out of them particularly when you're looking at our age group, which is high school, which is 14 to 19. It's a, a pleasure to be a director in a place like this because you're able to know the children much better than you would be able to in a, a larger school and you obviously know the staff. In fact, all my staff are hand-picked. It's good to have a, a staff that you know personally and that you can rely on. It makes life a lot easier for me um, as far as the quality of education is concerned. So Ambrose, um, you mentioned there very specifically that you like to handpick your teachers. How would you describe the ethos at Belgravia? What is it that drives everything that you and your staff do at Belgravia? Well, John, really, it, it, it's about quality. You know, education should be about quality. And as a parent, and I'm obviously a parent myself, you expect that you have a quality of education which is level. No, education is about consistency and you know in the same way as you know that a student expects to have consistency in the classroom from individual teachers I'm looking for consistency um, across the board so that all my staff are able to uh, offer uh, 
a high quality of education, an excellent standard. I'm not sure whether I would use the word outstanding. I think this is perhaps not uh, always truly reflected, but excellent standard of teaching so that you don't get any blips or waves in the education as a student goes from in IGCSE from one to another subject across six or seven or eight subjects. They know that they're going to find a quality teacher in every classroom that will deliver somebody who's caring um, and somebody that will really guide them and support them. And I think this is the secret, really, to Belgravia and, and what I'm looking for. And of course, by knowing my teachers and employing them, I must probably be one of the only people who would recruit 90% of their staff from their telephone because of the people I know. And the other 10% are from the emails that I actually take the time to bother to read, sifting out people who are appropriate. Um, you know, on a, a new teacher that I'd never met basis, I would be looking for a, a minimum of five years relevant experience in the UK, a British uh, PGCE on top of a degree, and subject-related um, knowledge. And... Really, if that's not available, then I'd be better to look until I find somebody that can provide that for me. Yeah. And now, I couldn't help notice wandering around your building this morning that you've recently undergone some building work or some expansion. Tell us, what are your plans for the future, Ambrose? Well, my plans are probably quite different to most people. I mean, I, I've already decided when we started this project that this is a high school and that we want to be 300 students approximately and this is what we're sticking to and we're going to try and make sure that those 300 students have an excellent standard of education and really it doesn't matter whether it's 300 or 3000 if you do the job with those 300 students then that is what you're achieving educationally um, if and it's quite possible i'm looking at additional schools, for example primary or a whole school which is a different philosophy, then I would look at that and that's quite possible in the future. But Belgravia is a small, high quality, bespoke education for students. And fortunately for us and probably unfortunately for a lot of the students, this isn't available really anywhere else, um, which is a pity but it's good for us because it, you know, we're filling a, a niche in the market. So uh, uh, I've had a chance to chat to a couple of the students whilst uh, looking around your facility uh, this morning. Um, but what are your hopes and aspirations for your students? Um, uh, and without mentioning any, any names, perhaps you could give us some success stories or some, some stories from your personal experience. Well, I mean, actually this morning I had... Um, that's a good question, actually. I had, a, I had a, an email from a student this morning who was here a couple of years ago, a girl called Abby. I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning And she's now just finished um, doing a, a degree in York University in sociology and criminology. And she was just asking if I could give a reference because she's going to go into a job. Um, you know, there, there are so many. I mean, not you know, I mean, there's thousands and thousands in my teaching career, but in Belgravia, there are hundreds and hundreds. 
But I suppose the beauty of, 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 of Belgravia is because we don't only select the best students. We have massive opportunity of adding value to students' education. And I think this is where it tends to be very different again because you, know, you might have a student that perhaps couldn't even get an education elsewhere because they had some particular you know, dyspraxia or autism and you know, they, they would never ever even get a, a qualification. Um, or they might find it difficult to get a qualification and you know they might sit in IGCSE and do well in that and they might get an A or an A star but they certainly would get this added value that we're able to give them here because of our smaller environment. There's many many students we've got that have gone on to university in the UK, Canada, South Africa, uh, Europe, Indonesia all over the world really and you know also people who have now finished and they're now some are in jobs here and some are in jobs elsewhere because we have been going since 2012 which is you know it's, it's eight years so we've seen quite a few students go through our doors in that time um, I think really the, 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 the key is that we offer them a little bit more than just education we also offer them uh, a personalized sort of learning environment plus a lot of help with growing up and preparing them for university and i see belgravia very much as a preparation for university which is a massive jump from you know being in year 12 or year 13 and then going off to university if you're not prepared um, you know finding somebody and putting them into a university is not really ever going to be enough you need to actually have a look at preparing them and getting them in the right mindset, letting them understand what the situation is when they arrive there. So a lot of things that we offer that uh, benefit the students going forward. Yeah, yeah. If I could ask you, Ambrose, what would you like your legacy to be? What would you like people to say about you and the school and, and the work that you're doing here? Well, I, I think that it's probably what's already coming through. You know, uh, parents are... Uh, are very, very happy with Belgravia. And, you know, I, I want to leave the, the people I work with um, with the best quality of education you can find in Qatar and even in the Gulf. Even though we might be small, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we can't offer a very, very high quality of education. And I think once you put aside uh, the concept of, you know, profit, 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 and actually looking at... Um, the fact that education shouldn't really be uh, put against profit. It should be, obviously, every business needs to make uh, a profit going forward, but it shouldn't be at the expense of the quality of the building and the quality of the staff in, in which you employ. You know, in the same way as education is about teaching the students. So Ambrose, obviously, um, I've been uh, talking recently a lot about the current pandemic. Um, you've been showing me some of the steps that you've been taking. Uh, just explain to our listeners what kind of things you've been doing here at Belgravia to mitigate the whole uh, COVID situation. Well, John, I mean, re really, COVID has been a, a complication for everyone, really. I mean, first of all, sort of on the, the health side of it, we've implemented everything and probably more than is required, you know, the sanitising, the scrubbing down of desks, uh, weekly, almost weekly, deep cleans, um, plenty of signs, 
you know, television um, videos explaining it. Although most people are aware, I mean, we did have the ministry in last week and they were absolutely blown away with Belgravia because we'd actually done everything, socially distancing the students, you know, enforcing the fact that they must wear masks, you know. It, it's, it's all meant that so far we've managed to get through uh, a month really without anything, uh, uh, any problems at all, which has been, you know, very, very good compared to virtually every other school. We haven't had a single outbreak uh, since we started full on in in September, um, I think though you know we we also invested very heavily while we were do upgrading this summer. We invested very heavily in I, IT or ICT, and we brought in the flat panel monitors, uh, you know, wireless uh, microphones and headsets and cameras, and you know we did a lot, a lot of laptops, upgrading stuff. So really, that we're able to offer. Um, the student the best uh, IT options for when they're at home because you know, it's very difficult to duplicate classroom, uh, real life, real time with online but we're certainly very, very good at what we do. We have geared up for this and because we've got good teachers they're able to put it across. It's not easy for them, everybody's working flat out um, and it's very, very difficult, in fact, but we, we are, we are getting there, and I would say that students that are online are getting a very, very good quality of education, and you know, pro probably, possibly better than they would do, they would be expecting to get elsewhere. I'm not sure. I can't speak and say that, but uh, I know that at our end we are really offering uh, a, a good quality for everybody. And of course, you know, our only, our only real problem, I think, is that coming off the back of last year, where students, uh, we already knew students, so we were able to, uh, to award the grades to the students because we'd had them in from September through to March. Uh, you know, we agonising over to give a U and an E in some cases. We were that strict. This year, it's quite clear that, you know, if you're not online at all, we won't be able to award a grade. So, I mean, I think the message is, and this should be the message coming from all schools, uh, that hopefully we'll have exams. Uh, but if not, if you don't uh, show us that you're studying and taking it seriously and we've got evidence, uh, including when you must come into school for your mock exams and your termly exams, then at the end of it, it's going to end in tears because we won't, just won't be able to give you a, a, a grade. So uh, I'll certainly be sending a letter out in the next week or so just to explain this to, to parents. But, I mean, having said that, we've got, uh, you know, we, we've got the support mechanism there for people who are online. But, you know, it really should be a normal day at home. Yeah, and at the moment, I don't really want to change. We're, we're operating a, a week A, week B uh, carousel with some students still opting to be at home. Um, you know, I, at the moment, I wouldn't rush to change this to bring in whole year groups because this is going to double the likelihood uh, of, of somebody coming in with, 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 with COVID and causing us to have to shut down and go online for two weeks and then everybody will uh, you know, miss out. So I think we've got a good model and I think, you know, as they say, you know, if it's not broken, don't try and fix it really. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, totally. Um, just as you were talking there, Ambrose, I was thinking, I mean, what advice would you like to give to parents to reinforce or to support the children who are obviously at home during this period 
doing a lot of online learning? Well, I think, you know, if, if there's students that are just um, coming in on a carousel one week in, one week out, I would encourage the next opportunity uh, for them to, to try and switch to bringing them in online because, you know, however good our... On, on, sorry, to bring them into school rather than being online because however good our online delivery is, it's never going to be as good as being in school and, and spending time with the teacher. And those students who've opted to be full-time at home, I would really say to them, you know, this is not as wise a decision as all that. They should really be in because you will not get the same quality of education. And when you're asked to sit an exam you're going to struggle. So, you know, it, 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 it may seem... Uh, and, and, all, and also, even those people who, uh, you know, have, uh, have medical issues, you know, we are making it super safe here. You know, there's no absolute guarantees, but we are super safe. And to get through a month without a single case, you know, this would indicate to me that we are doing things right. So I would say that those parents who are a little bit reticent to, to take the risk of sending their... Um, their son or daughter in that you know, really here the, the danger compels, compared to elsewhere will be minimal um, please don't hold me to that because you never know but so far we are, really are doing our very best to make sure that people are you know safe when they're in school and it's not just a uh, you know get through the gate and take your masks off and back to normal we are being very very strict Ambrose, thank you so much for your time today. I think we've covered everything. Uh, I'm going to include the links to the school um, so that anybody, if anyone is listening today and wants to get in touch with you to find out more about what you have on offer, they, they can do that. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Take care, John. <laughs>